having really strong video content for ads and, and other types of media will really help you with being successful on Amazon. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to AmazingFBA.com forward slash 413. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, a subset of the amazing FBA podcast family for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon private label sellers. They're specific for you today. We are talking about a way to get your launches working better and to get the money up front. And in 2023, in my money, that's seriously important. And that is through pre-order launches. So we're going to talk today to Vance Lee of Playground Theory. And Vance helps Amazon sellers launch products using pre-orders to get great cash flow and scale faster. Sounds really good. Vance, welcome to the show, first of all. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, great to see you here. First of all, tell us very quickly about yourself. How did you get into the whole crowdfunding business yourself? Yeah, for sure. I started with Amazon FBA in 2015 and I launched my first product. It was a success. In 2016, I set really aggressive. Now when I'm looking back, pretty naive goals to launch 12 products. Didn't understand anything about cash flow. Didn't understand anything about the complications of having to try to push so many products in one go. But uh, that was the goal. And in 2016, that was the year that Amazon decided that they had this really massive TOS change. So I don't know if you remember, but this was the change where it said no more honest, unbiased reviews. And uh, before that, you could. This announcement came and pretty much I freaked out because I had this massive order that was coming through, invested a lot of money into this product and had no idea how I was going to launch it. Started looking at other possibilities. So I looked at Shopify to see, hey, could we launch this there? Started looking at crowdfunding. And I had heard about Kickstarter before because I was a customer of the platform where I had bought a product and I supported a product there. And so it became pretty clear that there's something that we can experiment with here. So I launched my very first product on crowdfunding to get pre-orders. And this was a coffee, a cold brew coffee maker. And this ended up doing about 950,000 in the launch. And that's when I thought, hey, there's something here. There's something that we can explore here when it comes to not only being able to launch products and get pre-order in the cash up front, but also in a way that minimizes risk, but also allows you to build an audience and a community at the same time. That's what got me onto pre-orders and crowdfunding. And eventually I started using this as a way to launch more products. And I had other friends initially in the industry that said, hey, what is this pre-order thing? And 
how do you do it? And we started helping people execute some campaigns. And, and that's what led us to, to raising almost about over 7 million now, over, over 7 million in successful product launches. So these are not e-commerce results, but these are results from pre-ordered launches alone. Amazing. It does sound like the promised land. Getting paid up front is huge. As you said, 12 product launches in one year after one. That's some like hefty scaling. And obviously the cash requirement for that, the capital up front, not just for the products, which you'd already paid for, but for advertising or any other form of launches, really huge money. And you're going to get that, you're going to get to break even on that, even if it works, maybe three months in, maybe four, right? So that's a huge working capital or cash requirement. And so for me, that's the most interesting thing. Obviously, you've talked about the benefits of building an audience in the community as well. How solid is the value of that community? Have you found that it really makes a big difference to the launches or is it a little bit of extra? When it comes to crowdfunding, first of all, understanding what crowdfunding and pre-orders is in terms of the context will actually help the listeners contextualize this. But the idea here is when we do a pre-order launch, what we do is we put out a campaign. So it's going to be equivalent to a steroids version of a, a product listing page on Amazon. And what we do is we just tell them, hey, this is the product we want to launch. And if the customers are interested in supporting, they'll put down a pre-order for the product. So that means that they're paying for the product. And what that means is when the, the fund that's raised from the campaign will come to us, and then we can use that money to purchase the first main production run and then fulfill to our customers. So that's the process of what it looks like with crowdfunding. In order to, like you hinted at, what's the value of building an audience and building a... The idea here is the community is the one that's going to support your campaign. But also, once we run a successful campaign, we have access to these audience that, are, that have become our customers. And unlike with Amazon, where Amazon doesn't allow us to access our customers, and it's all about these roundabout ways that we've created, like insert cards to be able to get access eventually to these customers. And honestly, a lot of them don't work that well. The idea here is that once we have an audience and a community that we built, we can use this to be able to launch other future products, other accessories, and this allows us to scale quicker, but also allows us to assist our brands faster. So that's really the value of building an audience and a community when it comes to these launches, but also after the launches as well. Yeah, sounds good. So obviously it sounds like... <laughs> Most of my guests have specialized in something because it's worked well for them and they're very enthusiastic about it. The first question is, I guess, then who's this for? Presumably this doesn't work for everybody and every kind of product. So who's it for and who's it not for? Yeah. So that, I think that's a really good question. This works for, in terms of experience selling, this works for both ends of the spectrums. You're an, ex, you're an experienced seller and you already have a big brand with lots of products. This could be your way to increase cash flow and build a community and build an audience to scale your brand faster. So it works for people that are already experienced sellers. But on the other end of the spectrum, just starting out, maybe you've launched a product or maybe even this is going to be your first product. This still works for you as a way to mitigate risk for launching a product and do it in a way that's a little bit more intelligent. But in terms of the product, this is where we want to be a little bit more specific. This doesn't, in terms of category products, we've seen this work for almost every category. But the idea here is you have to be interested in wanting to do some type of improvement type of mini mini upgrade to the product. So you can't be selling an existing private label product. You will have to want to have some desire to improve the product to make it a little bit unique so that this is something that actually gets proved to be selling on the platform. Yeah. And I guess there's a requirement on the crowdfunding platform to have a unique product, whereas on Amazon, you can sell a private label product. All I would say is it is 2023. And when you, if you listen to this later, probably even more true that selling a product that looks exactly the same as something else just has your logo on it is was pretty ineffective when I was taught this in 2014 and it's an incredibly bad idea now. So I would make that a requirement of any client to tweak it anyway. So I think 
that's it's good to know that you can't be lazy and just literally private label something but i think that would be only sensible strategy for me anyway just my two cents there so what do we need to do this how can i put this it sounds almost too good to be true so what are the sort of downsides that i'm not seeing here sure the what you need to launch your product on a crowdfunding website is two main things. One is you need a working prototype of your product. This, the idea here is you need to have something to show that says, Hey, this is what my product looks and it works. So if you're launching a crazy, complicated electronics product, you need to show that it works. But in most situations, if you're launching like a cup or maybe like a, an interesting yoga accessory or something like that, you just need to have that physical product. So the working prototype is what you need. The second component of that is what you need is you need to have, you need to have a, the campaign page build out. So the campaign, like campaign page, like I mentioned earlier, is equivalent to your product listing page on Amazon. So you'll need photos, you'll need your copy and you'll need high quality video. So this is where we lose some people because they think, okay, I don't want to get involved in making videos and that type of thing. But these are all the assets that go into creating your campaign page and I would argue nowadays with Amazon, having really strong video content for ads and, and other types of media will really help you with being successful on Amazon. And the good thing about this is that you can create these assets and they're usable immediately for when you move over to Amazon or Shopify or wherever else you're going to be selling. The effort goes into the pre-launch preparation and building your audience and building your community and being able to have that momentum when it comes to when you're launching on day one. Okay. Sounds good. And by the way, working prototype of your product and good quality video, I would say are pretty much necessities on Amazon as well now. Certainly, let's talk a bit about the video in case that is a barrier in people's minds. When you say high quality video, does it have to be an expensive process? Can you reuse photography you've used with some intelligently chosen music and a good script? Or how would you go about that if that's the big barrier in people's minds? Yeah. So I think it depends on what you're going for with your product and your brand. We've seen videos that are extremely inexpensive where it's just a talking head video of a person speaking and essentially asking their supporters to say, Hey, this is what the product is about. This is what we're looking to build and showing different shots of the product and say, Hey, please support us. It could be as simple as that. So if that's what you're going for, but if you're going to launch a something, let's say like a new invention, like a electronic invention or like a, something that is like an oculus or something like that the, the vr glasses then you're probably on that end of the spectrum wanting to invest in much much higher quality video with animations and demonstrations and 3d renderings so really there's a big spectrum depending on what you're looking to launch and also what you think would connect with your target customer and so these are questions that help us better understand okay what is the best approach in terms of creating the content that's going to be appealing to the customer that's going to be interested in your product category so this, again, this obviously the benefits of this are very strong. So I guess if it were that easy and amazing, everyone would be doing is always the cynical side of me. If you like the skeptic is me is asking. So how are the ways that people screw this up? Because obviously not everyone's getting crowdfunded out there. So what are the big yeah, ways to fail in this that we need to avoid? Yeah. So this is a really good question. I think the number one way to fail is to create the entire campaign and just put it out there and let's see what happens. Let's hope that somehow people start buying it. Let's hope that people get excited about it. Maybe 10 years ago, this was possible, but nowadays the, the effort really goes into building a strong community. So if you have not put in the effort to build a community of people that really care about what you're looking to launch, in our case, we've launched coffee products. We built massive communities of people that are interested in coffee and making coffee at home. If we didn't do that and we decided to launch the product, it's a high likelihood that we're going to fail. So if you're not willing to put in the effort to build an audience, to connect with members and get them involved in the process, um, 
optional, but we really do recommend that. The idea here is how can you create strong relationships with these potential customers before the campaign launch? So if you don't do this, that's your number one way of, of failing, essentially. Most people that we see for unsuccessful campaigns is that they weren't able to generate that momentum in the first few days of the launch by building a, an audience in advance. Okay, so this sounds a really good basic sort of overall process anyway. So building a community, having a way of gathering not only a potential audience for the future, but also money up front before you produce the product. So a wise overall process that is broader perhaps than just the crowdfunding idea. So what can we learn from this process as a whole, do you think, as sellers? If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 413. I think there's a lot of things that we can learn when it comes to executing a successful pre-order campaign. There, we're going to have to do a lot of things that allow for that to work. One of the things that helps a lot on Amazon is to really understand who your audience is. But we know, I know we do a lot of keyword stuff, but if you're going to create good assets like photos and buy the right selling bullet points, all those types of things come from understanding your customers. And so when it comes to being able to create a campaign that's effective and successful on, on a launch platform like Kickstarter, it's really important that we do a good job at understanding our customers because it's not at that point only about keyword research data. So that skill of being able to understand what your customers want, what are the main pain points, understanding how to address those pain points with, with what your product offers, that type of thinking allows us to really create a campaign that's going to hit home with those customers. And this is often something that we don't, at least a lot of Amazon sellers, they don't really think about in this type of way because they think, okay, there's some good bullet points from these sellers. Let's copy them. And hey, these are the keywords. Let's make sure we stuff some of that stuff in there. And, and that's what people expect. This type of thinking puts us in more of the position as a marketer trying to understand what our audiences are about. And this allows us to create effective copy assets, creative assets, and stuff that allows us to create high converting assets. So I think this is one key learning from this process that allows us to overall be better marketers, be better entrepreneurs as a whole. I think that's one key point that we can learn as sellers. Yeah, I like and that a lot. I think the missing piece in Amazon is the buyer, right? We get the keywords, but we don't see who's buying them and why. And so that understanding feels to me like you're filling in the missing piece there. So that's really good. And associated with this is understanding actually how to build a brand, because at the end of the day, building a real brand isn't just about having a logo or just picking some color that you're going to use in a few of your photos. But really building a brand is all about understanding your customer so that you can cater the messaging in a way that relates to your customer. So if you're launching a pet product or a coffee product, creating a strong brand means that you're presenting everything in this, this in, in this product listing or this campaign that in a way that connects to not only the customer in terms of the product itself, but what is it that your brand represents? So I know this sounds a little bit soft often to some of the Amazon sellers that don't have to consider brand, but I think this is super important because if you're able to create a good brand, then you're able to have that intangible that makes your product an obvious choice over other people that don't have a strong brand. This is along the same lines of thinking as being able to become a better marketer, be able to have a better brand. And I think the last point that I think is not really related, but I think it's going to be super important to, to cover is, uh, is the importance of building a an actual audience and an actual community. So regardless if you're doing this for pre-order crowdfunding launch, or if you're finding a way to do this in your way for your, your Amazon store, at the end of the day, the key to scaling businesses and, and nowadays with, uh, with rising ad costs and all the challenges that we have with the launching products is to build your own community. You really have to focus on how can you get access to these customers and communicate with these customers. 
Because if you don't have this type of access to your customers and you don't have a real community, you're literally starting from scratch every single time you launch a product. There's no competitive advantage that you have from having to launch, having launched successful products in the past. And that's one of the real benefits of launching through a medium like this, where you're able to build a community so that you have access to them for future products. And the best example I have of this is with our first product launch, we raised almost a million dollars. Our second product launch, we did a lot of remarketing to our existing audience. And so what we learned was from looking at the data after the campaign, we had about percent of our, our initial customers return to our second product launch with our coffee products. And this doesn't sound like a very massive number, 5%, but what that led to is within that campaign itself, that was about an extra $40,000 in revenue from existing customers from that initial launch. And that's crazy. So instead of having to pay for a launch, we actually made income from our existing audience that really cared about our product. So that's really what we're looking to accomplish when it comes to building communities, because at the end of the day, that's going to be your asset when you launch future products. And that's super key to being able to scale in the e-commerce world nowadays. Fantastic stuff. So really, it sounds like the three big learnings from the crowdfunding approach is understanding your audience, which is so important. And it's the missing piece. I'm sure that Amazon has incredible amounts of demographic audience-based data, but they don't share it with us. We just get the keywords, right? As you say, it's only half the picture, building a real brand and building an actual audience and community. And as you said, the, the clue there for people who think that brand is fluffy is that you actually had a launch that was a profit center rather than a cost center, if I'm understanding, or at least it took a lot less cost. So that's really powerful stuff. So Vance, really intriguing approach that's obviously working incredibly well for you and your clients. So Vance, very impressive stuff. Tell us a little bit about the services that you offer Amazon sellers, if indeed that's who it's limited to over at Playground. So we have an accelerator program for anyone interested in launching your next product idea using pre-orders and crowdfunding. We bring you from all from if you're in the conception idea conception phase all the way to launching and how to leverage that to uh, scale to e-commerce. If you're interested in this model, feel free to check out our website at livemyplayground.com. And um, there's two things you can access there. The first one is if you're just curious at this stage and you want to learn more, we have some free resources for you. You just click the button and that allows you to get some free resources in terms of video training and also some checklists that allow you to understand what it takes to execute the pre-order launch model. And if you're interested and you are curious and you want to move forward with the product idea that you have, we have a free strategy session that we can offer for any listeners of the podcast that allow you to book a call with us and share your idea with us. And we can actually give you some feedback about whether or not this can work for the pre-order launch model. And, and that's the best way to get in touch. Excellent. And tell us a little bit more about your free resources that, that you offer people there. Sure. So the free resources, it is a video training series, uh, three videos. And at the end, you'll get a crowdfunding checklist about all the things that, it, that you have to think about when it comes to preparing for a crowdfunding campaign to give you an idea of what that looks like for, for executing and, and, and essentially running a crowdfunding campaign. Amazing. Yeah. Sounds very helpful, actually. So if you want to go ahead, folks, and either book a mini strategy session with Vance or his team, or get that video series, which sounds really helpful, and the worksheets that come with it, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash playground. And we'll redirect you from there to the relevant pages. Great conversation. Really like the thinking that it forces on you. As you say, it, it forces you to think in a, a broader, fuller marketing picture than just the kind of horrible, just keyword centric way that us as Amazon sellers are trained in by Amazon, right? Because that's all they give us. 
So is there any other question that I should have asked you about this area that we haven't covered? No, I think you did a good job. It's very kind. Vance, we are going to hopefully talk about product validation, which is the unsexy but really critical thing to get right in a separate podcast. But for now, it just remains for me to say, Vance Lee from Playground Theory, expert in pre-orders and crowd. For many thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 413. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.